Peace, power, and prosperity, family. This is Amir, Chicago crypto hustler, Bitcoin block bully, coming to you once again. What's going on, family? YouTube family, podcast, New Money Matrix family. How we doing out there? Um, coming live tonight. It's going on. Uh, what would it be? Five a.m. UTC time. It's four fifty-eight UTC time. Is it right now? And we are exactly five hours into the first 24 hours of the new day. So it is Sunday. In accordance to UTC time, that is. At least we forget. And we can see across the board that the last, depending on the asset that we're looking at, the last two days have treated us fairly nice. Whereas we've seen some green days on um, Bitcoin, we can see. Let's see. Low of about 39. Excuse me. 34. High of about 35.20. Now, Ripple seeing a very nice gain a couple of days ago. Yesterday, pretty much um, damn near the same as today. We're seeing sideways motion for the most part. Low of 30, high of 31. Now, the two assets or maybe three assets that I really wanted to pay attention to were Ethereum, Litecoin, even though EOS had some very nice gains, but um, Ethereum, Litecoin, and we can do Bitcoin Cash. So those are going to be the three assets that we're looking at and doing a uh, short chart analysis on tonight. Real basic, real basic, nothing too complicated. This, um, for the most part, is for beginners, those just starting off in the trading world. And I'm making it as simple as I can for my listeners, those that are just listening in on the podcast, not able to actually see the screen. So let's see. I think the first one we'll take a look at is Ethereum. We can see over the last two days, Ethereum had a low of $103 and a high of $111.15. Now that would have given us a total profit of we're talking percent gain wise percentage. Let's see. What was that low for the day? Here we go. 103.80 10377. So this is our low. This is our high. So um as we can see, I've used the Fibonacci. No, nah, excuse me, not Fibonacci. I've used a ruler to measure the amount of percentage gains. And what we seen was over a two-day period, or um, in other words, 40 47 bars. Hour on the hour chart, 47 candlesticks, we had a gain of 7.07% within a two day period. So that wasn't bad from 103, uh, jumping from 103 up to 111. 7% gains are nothing to be looked at lightly. Let's just do some math. Let's see. Was that a million? Cause we got to start being realistic and see and, and and calculating the type of money that people are really really playing with in this market. So that would be that's one hundred 
that's 100,000, that would be a million. And what are we doing, plus 7%? That's what, 70, $70,000. So we're looking at between a two-day period for anyone trading or holding assets of Ethereum that would have entered around anywhere 103.70, um, You're looking at an increase of anywhere from, I'll say, fifty dollars to $70,000 within a two-day period. That's not bad for institutional money, big investors. At least we forget there are plenty of individuals, and I use that term legally, plenty of individuals out here that are trading with funds of excess of a million dollars and up. I mean, when you look at the amount of trust funds that are holding assets into the numbers of hundreds of millions and maybe even a billion or billions, you know, you never really know. Sometimes they might be private. You not might might not be privy to that amount of information. So Ethereum with some very nice gains now. Where could we go? What are we doing as far as a pullback? Let's see. You already know I love to use the Fibonacci retracement levels, which shows you in percentage, um, and and in accordance with the Fibonacci numbers, which is something you should research if you don't know. But um, pretty much it's a universal number. Or a universal code or pattern that's pretty much in everything. Your fingerprint, a pine comb, a seashell, um, a rose, a flower, the symmetry, the uh, swirl in the Milky Way galaxy. And they've been able to create a tool that allows you to see price movements in accordance with those numbers as it relates to percentages. So what we're looking at right now... <clears throat> is a rally from swing low of 103 to a swing high of 111 um respectfully and we have right now we have a retracement down to the 23 percent first retracement level and that is at 109 there's that is marked on the fibonacci uh levels at 109 dollars and 41 cents right now we're trading at 109 dollars and 48 cents so we are right on that level of what could be treated as support. Now, normal levels of retracement after a rally as such is between 38 and 61%. So we could see a pullback anywhere between $108.33 and $106.59 to the low side. Now, what we just seen happen, I don't know if anyone's peeped that, we just seen a nice clean bounce down to the low side. And then uh, uh, it bounced on the positive. The bulls started reacting when it bounced off the 23% uh, retracement level. And we can see right now, for those that are watching it on the visual, it's creating a green candlestick. And it just started a new um, hour uh, candlestick. We see we're in 54 minutes and 41 seconds and counting down for this last hour. So what we're looking at. Now, usually, if an asset is going to continue to rally and the momentum is going to keep, you can probably catch a retracement between 23 and 50% versus 38 and 61%. So now you would be looking for a pullback of $109.41 to a low of $107.46. Now, between that, you have a medium of the 38% retracement level of $108.33. So instead of you looking at uh, between 106 and 108, 
you would be looking at between, well, let me say 106.59 and 108.33, you would be looking between 107.46 and 109.41. Like I said, currently trading at 109.55. Now, as we look at the amount of volume, volume is uh, leaving. Let's see. Let's add on. Uh, let's get some MACD so we can see any type of positive or negative. Uh, Momentum. Okay, positive momentum still. Lightly colored bars coming in, meaning that it's losing a little bit of its uh buying power. And let's pull up some relative strength index. Just coming out from being oversold, excuse me, overbought. Just coming out from being overbought, being above the 70% on the RSI. Also, let me see. Let me get a moving average. Or let me see. No, no extension. So let me get an exponential moving average or two. Oh, hold on. I wasn't trying to go to trading view, though. So let's see on that moving average what they got it set to nine days. Let's set ours to seven. No. We'll set our moving average to maybe 21 days, 21 day moving average. There we go. Highly above the 21 day moving average, closely uh, riding the nine day moving average. Let me see if it will allow me. What I'm using right now is multi coin charts, not coin signals or trading view. Multi coin charts allows you to look at a great number of different assets at one time. Uh, let's see. Number. Ah, okay. I see why it's doing that. You can only have up three indicators <clears throat> on the screen at a time. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to get rid of the RSI, keep the MACD, and put us another moving average up here. And it will be the seven-day moving average. So right now it's on the nine. Switch that to a seven. And there we go. In fact, let me color code this also, style. So our seven-day moving average will be our red line. And our 21-day moving average will be our green line. There we go. So when we cross these, this to the upside, you should be looking for a uptrend to begin and when we cross over to the downside it's usually going to be the uh indication of the beginning of a downtrend about to come in as we can see over here we had a uh retracement here but we weren't close we had another retracement now this time we dumped out this crossover right here would have been definitely a nice indication to uh get out of the market and you would have been able to relieve yourself from catching all the rest of this underbody uh drop and what I'm speaking of right now is the crossover of the two moving averages for those listening in. When you have a close moving average, mine being a seven-day moving average, and one a bit further, mine being a 21-day moving average when you're doing any type of scalp trading. Or uh, you probably could possibly use it for uh, swing trading, but um, specifically scalp. Um, you, What you will be looking for is when the shorter or the seven-day moving average crosses over the 21-day moving average to the upside, that's usually an indication of an uptrend 
uh, coming into play or has already begun. And the further that seven-day moving average gets from that 21-day moving average, the more it's going to run to the upside. Now, once you see it begin to tighten up and get closer to the 21-day moving average to the downside, you want to start paying attention to the asset because what can happen now is it can start going into a full-out reversal. Right now, what I'm doing is watching Ethereum, trying to see if it's going to bounce positively off of this 23%. Uh, and right now, it's already trading at a dollar, uh, $109.61 when we were trading at $109.40. So as of right now, um, Ethereum is 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 playing it uh, good. Very nice bounce. I like that. Moving right along to the next asset, though. Let's see. Next, we're going to take a look at, this is Bitcoin Cash ABC. Should we take a look at Bitcoin Cash or Bitcoin Cash? Uh, let me see. Let me let me see something real quick. Let's look at BCH USD and see what the difference is. And we're looking at uh, Bitcoin Cash versus USD on Coinbase. Okay, not hmm, BCH A. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to look at Bitcoin Cash ABC versus Tether uh, US on uh, the Binance Exchange market. More accessible to everyone than uh, Bitcoin Cash is, so I uh, would rather look at that one. So looking at Bitcoin Cash on the daily chart, <clears throat> we can see over the last couple of days that the bulls have been in full swing. We do have a previous low of $104.87. And then we have a new high of $123.06. Damn near swinging around the same way as Ethereum, just with a little more uptake on it. Um, so what we're going to do, once again, utilize the same tool. We're going to grab our Fibonacci retracement. And we're going to pull this from a swing low of 100 and what was our low? Low is 104.87. So let's see. Let's get this. Is oh, there we go. We just had it 104.87 to a high. What is that? Our high was 123.06. And if you can't get it on point, you can always come in here into the settings and actually set it yourself. So 123. What was it? What was our high? 12306 we got 12342 so let's reset that and settings there we go so that's our swing high swing low to our swing high um as of right now barely 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 breaking back down to the 23% retracement level which is $118.77 uh right now trading at $120.88 and once again we're looking at the day chart on um, bitcoin cash abc versus tether us now, over the last two days, right, over the last two days, we've seen gains of, let me see, a low of $110, what's that, 110.49, and a high of 123.06, giving us a total percentage of, what was it, 110.49? Roughly about 10, is that 
we'll say 10.75%. That's coming out of Bitcoin Cash. That's coming out of Bitcoin Cash over a, uh, pretty much a one-day period. And now, right, right now, we're seeing a we're seeing a pullback from people taking profit over the last uh, two days. We're seeing a pullback of people taking profit over the last two days. So let's see if what was that? Ten percent. We'll say ten point five percent. So for anyone trading with a million dollar account, that would have been a profit of. When we're speaking in the United States dollars here, not Bitcoin, not Ethereum, or any other, because the percentages are a bit different when you're calculating it in a different currency. But um, anyways, uh, versus USD, that is $105,000 percent. $105,000. Quick $105,000 made within, you know, 48 hours. Very nice, very nice returns. In fact, let me let me show you. Let's look at grayscale trust this is one such trust uh a bitcoin investment trust and let's see uh let's see if they share how much of investments they have in fact they got a story they just came out with where they really pretty much tell exactly how much they have invested so what we're looking at right now is a trust fund or a trust entity and it is this is a bitcoin trust as you can see the bold opportunity to air digital gold this is one of the biggest bitcoin trusts that i know of personally let me see if i can find that story because they just actually began a stellar lumens trust there we go now in this story they're going over the fact that they just started a Stellar Lumens Trust Fund. Meaning that the Stellar Lumens are, are owned by the trust, but there are other entities that control it. So let me see if we, they crunch any type of numbers in here. Hmm. No, nah, they're not really going over any numbers. I want to get I want to get some type of numbers that some of these uh Let's see. Some of these companies are playing with. Cause I've I've read them in plenty plenty of stories I've done. Now it's time for me to uh, share it with the uh, with the new money matrix world and those watching on YouTube. And I can't find that all of a sudden. Um, let's see. Let's see if we get into any type of. Hmm. There we go. Total assets, million. So looking at this, I believe it's telling me that it's a seven hundred and five million uh, in assets. Let's see if we can confirm that in any way. Hmm, let's see. I 
GB stock price, understanding the Bitcoin intra. Hmm. Well, I'm not gonna get too caught up on this. I ain't gonna get too caught up, but just know that there's individuals that are playing with a large amounts of money within the cryptocurrency space. I honestly think I spent too much time on that. But um, okay, so looking at Bitcoin Cash, let's break this down. Let's go. Uh, that's macro. Let's go down to our micro level momentarily. Ah, there we go. So we can see right now, looking at this, what is it, 30 minutes? Let's go back to an hour. In fact, you want to know what I also want to do? I want to pull this from a swing high to a swing low. I want to see what type of uh, retracement we have back going back to the upside. So if we place this right, like so. So what I'm doing right now, I'm using the same Fibonacci retracement level, but I'm pulling it from instead of swing low to swing high, I'm swing, pulling it from swing high to swing low to see what type of retracement we have going back to the upside. Uh, let me change the style over and flip this over to the left side so the numbers are reversed. There we go. And we can tell what type of rally we have going back to the upside. So we got swing low. I mean, excuse me, swing high to swing low. And the swing high on this move is the January 23rd high of $135.28. And then a swing low of January 28th, $104.87. Now, so far, Okay, these are very nice signs, in fact, going to the upside with Bitcoin Cash ABC. So what we got is a swing high to a swing low. As you can see, when we first hit rock bottom, I don't know if you all can really see that. Let me, uh, you should be able to see. So when we first hit rock bottom, we came up and we tested that 23% line. Remember, normal levels of retracement are between 38 and 61, but you can usually see it play around to, uh, between the 23 and 50, and sometimes it doesn't make it to 61. In this case, our first levels that it hit were the 23% retracement levels at about $112.10, respectfully. Now, something else I could also see up in here is a nice, clean head and shoulders. Let me show you. These are the type of shapes that you want to start um, being uh, familiar with. And even though the um, podcast world won't be able to see this, what I'm creating is a head and shoulders. I'll, I'll try to. No, hold on. They don't want to do that. Let me erase that. I'll try to describe exactly where I'm pulling from as best I can for those listening. OK, so here we go. Head and shoulders. So let's see. So this is the left shoulder. This is the head. And this is the left shoulder. And we have our retest. So, and then look at the trend line. We see how we came down, smacked the trend line almost perfectly and bounced off it. So anyways, we got our left shoulder We'll say at about 112, coming down to about 106, coming back up to a top of 112 and coming back down to form the head. Now the head coming down to 104, coming right back up, testing that 112 level and then breaking back down this time on the right shoulder, 
coming down as low as 108.27 and then coming back, retesting that same 112 area and breaking and cracking that. And that's what we had to break out at. And now once we broke through the 23% retracement level at $112, it was pretty much a clean cut run. That next day we ran up right above. Well, no, not not according to this this Fibonacci. Okay, I'm seeing the, the uh, I'm seeing the lines from our, our other uh, our, our smaller fib uh, levels. But um, we had a clean run up according to this, smooth past 38, going straight to the 50% retracement level. You can see cleanly where it came up and tested that, and that is at what 120 dollars. $120 almost even. So we had a, a clear run up from that right shoulder at $108. And we came up and we hit $120, broke back down. Now this time when we broke down, we used that 38% retracement level at $116.54. Bounced off of that, right? Retested the 50% retracement level at $120. Was not able to break and we broke back down. Where did we break back down to the first time now? Remember, this is our swing low. This is our swing high. Now we're beginning to break back down, even though we uh, still pull from this swing half hour through. Let's see. Let's play with this. What I'm doing now is I'm, I'm pulling my retracement onto the new route that we took after that uh, head and shoulders. So we did. We had a swing low to a swing high, ran up, broke down. What did we break down to? Normal levels of retracement, clearly. After the first breakdown, we found our first levels of support. Around the 38% retracement level, we blew right past 23. Well, we, we momentarily stopped off around the 23% uh, line at 116, but then we pretty much came right down, crashed to 38%. Sideways movement, even though that next day we did test 50, we were pretty much bouncing between the 50 and the 38% line. Broke that 50% uh, level of support, but then we came down and we touched 61%. Remember, this is the old, this is this, this is this life before we found our new high. Touched 61%, came back and blasted through 50, 38, 23. Tried to reach those previous highs once again, broke back down. We did find support shy of the 38% retracement level. Once we were able to bounce back up, we came up, tested, broke 23 at $116. Used that as strong support and then blew through, creating a new high. So now once we adjust the FIB levels to our new high now, keeping the same low, what we're looking at is a breakdown and finding support at that 23% retracement level. And which is when we look back, like I say, we got our FIB levels to the left. We're using that 50% right now of support. So this is uh, actually a very good sign for Bitcoin Cash. Um, volume levels are kind of low. Let's see exactly how we're looking. Let me get rid of this stuff. Hold on. Let me get all this clutter off of here. There we go. Um, let me see. So let's add on once again. MACD and our RSI, and we are awarded at least one EMA is right now, and that's on nine. So we'll change that to twenty one. 
pop that in on the green side. All right, so we just added our MACD, which is moving average convergence divergence, um, and our RSI, which is our relative strength index. Now, RSI recently broke the overbought uh, percent line on the 30th of January, looking at it on a hour chart. Let's start back and uh, begin with a day chart, though. Okay. Now, what's interesting about this is on the day chart, we got the we got Bitcoin Cash ABC USD actually coming up and being rejected. Yes, rejected by the 21 day moving average on the day chart. We haven't even broke 50 on the RSI. Interesting. And on the MACD, we're just now starting to come into positive momentum. So this could be uh, the nice beginning of a run. Let's, um, we pretty much don't need RSI. Let's get rid of RSI and add on another EMA. This one being a seven day moving average and see how it's, uh, reacting with it. Go to inputs. Seven day moving average. Now, see, we are just now on the day chart, on the daily. We've just within this new 24-hour day um, are able to use a seven-day moving average as some sort of support. We've opened above the seven-day moving average, um, but we're still below the 21-day moving average. If we can crack the 21-day moving average at about $124, we could definitely see Bitcoin Cash continue to rally. Um, let me see. Where would our... Where would our next level of resistance be? Let me see. $126 to the upside um, would be your 38% retracement level. And then the 50 is $133, which I do see a level of resistance built around that level. There's strong resistance. Well, it was support, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be resistance to the upside at $125, $126. And right now we're at $121. So... Um, just be on the lookout for Bitcoin Cash. Like I said, uh, to the downside, you got support at 117. This is on the daily chart once again. So 126, 133 are the two price points on the resistance level to beat with Bitcoin Cash. Moving right along, last but not least, we will be taking a look at... Damn, do I want to take a look at EOS too? Hmm. Let's, let's stop off and take a look at EOS. I was going to go straight to Litecoin. We can do a four-piece, though. We can do a four-piece. Everybody knows four is my number. Let's blow this up. Oh, hold on. Wrong one. Where is... Let's get rid of Stellar. Okay, here we go. So we're looking at EOS right, EOS right now. Hmm. We got a low on January 28th. And where are where are my price levels? Strange. Hold on. Let me do this again. For some reason, I wasn't seeing my price levels to the upside with uh, EOS. Let's try this one more time.
And we're looking at it versus Tether. Uh, strange. Let's see if we can see it with another currency. Let's look at it versus the dollar. There we go. All right. So we're looking at EOS versus the dollar on Bitfinex as of right now. Same thing. January 28th, we have a low of $2.18. And about a, almost a week later, February 2nd, we have a high of $2 and, excuse me, $2.49. Now, percentage-wise, let's see what type of gains we were looking at, too. What's that, 218? We'll say a high of, uh, within five days, 13.79%. Let's go crunch some numbers for our millionaire investor. 13.79% gains. $137,900, give or take a few. Now, where could we be headed with EOS? Where is EOS headed? Very, very, very nice uh, week that we've had with EOS. And that's just a straight shot. That's not playing the volatility in this thing either, mind you, family. And that's not playing with any type of leverage. Always remember, individuals are able to play with leverage. So that's just one straight shot, just buy in and sell out those numbers that we were crunching now what I want to do here is let's see let's first see, let's look at this macro micro macro excuse me so what I'm doing right now is I'm pulling a swing high from January 10th of three dollars and five cents down to that swing low of two dollars and eighteen cents just to see exactly what type of retracement I have coming back up to the upside and let me see let me switch this back over switch my numbers on the retracement back over to the right side so I can see them clearly all right so I'm already seeing what this is we got strong resistance right here at two dollars and fifty one cents very strong resistance so um, looking at the retracement levels Normal levels of retracement once again between 38 and 61. We were already broken, and it what it did was treated as resistance, as we can see from the 30th on up to the first, and then we were actually finally able to crack it on the second. But it, um, the 23% retracement level was strong resistance for the bulls to get past. Um, they were able. A lot of money came into the market yesterday. Uh, they were able to crack it yesterday, get close to the 38% retracement level before being uh, pulled back down by the Bears. Um, as of right now, the Bears, though, if we look back in the past, right, Pete, where are we getting stopped out at right here? What I'm looking at, for those that are listening in, I've just made a level of support around $2.46. And if we look in the past at previous candlesticks, we can see that we do have... Um, verification that it was either a level of support and or resistance depending on the candlestick that we're looking at but definitely a uh very well respected level of support and or resistance so let's see looking at eos right now just on a day chart just plainly with this one february tracement we got support to the downside at three dollars and thirty two dollars and thirty eight cents like i said right now we're trading at 245 246 to the upside you got resistance at two dollars and fifty one cents um, that would be your 38% retracement level. Your 50% is at $2.61, which we do see a previous test in the past. And the 61 is $2.71. So those are your retracement levels to the upside. Now, let's play this 
play devil's advocate and go the other way. See what's going on here. And see where we could pull back to. There we go. So we got a nice clean swing low to swing high. Uh, like I said, swing low of 218 to a high of 249. Uh, we haven't even come down as far as the retracement level down to anywhere near 23%, which is at $2.42. Like a uh, normal level, normal levels of retracement usually thirty eight and sixty one. Thirty eight percent is two thousand thirty seven cents. Your sixty one percent is two thousand thirty cents. Now, if you're looking for a short retracement between twenty three and fifty, then your low would be two thousand thirty three cents, and your high would be two thousand forty two cents. Remember, once again, right now we're presently trading at two thousand forty five cents, holding our gains, holding our head above water. So. The even though we are do have a red candlestick indicating that the bears for the most part are having their way with EOS on this new day, um, we're only five and a half hours into the new day, so anything could turn around within the next couple of hours. So that is EOS. Uh, do we want to let's see? I've done it with every single other one. Let's look at our MACD real quick momentarily before we move on along the Litecoin. Um, RSI. And I did not go small in depth as far as micro 30 minute chart. Let's take a look real quick at a day chart. I mean, uh, hour chart. So yeah, nothing to really look at. Nice, very hard pump. And you're seeing the pullback now. Very, very hard pump. And now you're seeing a pullback. Let's see. Let's actually play. Let's entertain this. Well, at least you can see. Oh, hold on. That right back where it goes. There we go. So coming down, pretty much stopping out, stopping off right around that twenty-three percent retracement level. I'm telling you, that Fibonacci be on point. Um, so what I've done is done a. What I've done is I've pulled a swing low from fourteen hundred hours to a swing high of twenty-three hundred hours. Um, right now we're at five, and what we're seeing is we've retraced and came down right back down around that 23% retracement line or level at $2.46. Now, the 38 on this low level is, look at that, 444, $2.44, really 44.04, .04, but it's $2.44 for your 23. Your 50% is $2.43. Your 61 is $2.40. So normal levels of retracement between $2.44 and $2.40. That's where you could retrace down to before bouncing if it is going to bounce. So that's EOS moving right along. And I didn't, it didn't even expect this to take this long. I was trying to make a quick 20-minute video. We're going on 40 minutes. Uh, moving right along to our last asset that we're going to take a look at here. And that is, oh, hold on. There we go. Litecoin versus Tether. US on um, Binance. Hmm. First thing I'm gonna do with this right now, trading currently trading at thirty-four dollars and twenty-nine cents. We're going to use our fib levels, and we're gonna pull this from the highs of November six, two thousand eighteen, which we had a high of around fifty-six dollars and eighty-eight cents, to our low 
what was this low 2232 2250 so yeah to a low of about 2232 what's that 2240 and remember you can always go back in there and adjust it just being off by those couple of pennies isn't gonna uh worry too much so just looking at this peep the game swing high to swing low found our low bounced up momentarily for was this a day chart so about one two three days we stopped off at that 23 percent at thirty dollars and 55 cents remember we wicked through on the 19th of december we wicked through on the 20th of december we were able to break that 23 percent retracement level and then this the following days we pretty much use it as a support level before shooting up and testing the 38% retracement level with a uh, wick. We were uh, strongly rejected to the downside and we broke all the way down. Ended up finding support at about $27.37, creating a double tweezer bottom, which is where two candlesticks um, stop and open, open and close at the same period, depending on which way it's going to the upside or the downside. In this sense, the closing of the bearish day was the same opening for the bullish day. And the bullish day actually was a, a bullish engulfing candlestick over the past, shit, down to that past whole week, which led to a very, very nice rally from from $27 all the way up to a high of $40.80. Being stopped out, I'm talking about wicking through. And, and I mean, look how many... For those that can watch, look how many times we tested that 50% retracement level at $39.67. Not one, not two, not three, not four. Well, yeah, four times. Four times we tested these levels and weren't able to break. And what happened? We broke down, exhausted, broke down. A lot of volume came out. Now, when we broke down, what was significant about that is we didn't break down anywhere below that 23% retracement level. Yeah, we wicked through momentarily. We do have a uh, another body opening and closing, double tweeds the top. I mean, excuse me, double tweezer bottom right here around $29.43. But that's what gave us the propel and the momentum to move up and actually start using the 23% as any type of uh, support. So we consolidated for a couple of days, gained momentum, tried, came back down, bounced. And that's what gave us the uh, the uptake that we needed to get us where we're currently at at $34.27. Now, looking at the Fibonacci retracement levels as such from the high to the low, we're looking at resistance right now at twenty, that thirty-eight percent, which is where we're climbing towards, at thirty-five dollars and sixty cents. Once again, that's thirty-five dollars and sixty cents. Now, remember, we did moments uh, previously try that fifty percent retracement level, and we, that's when we got knocked back down at forty dollars. So, I think that is where our strong support is going to be that forty-dollar mark. If we're able to break that forty-dollar mark, we can possibly see a run to forty-two dollars and fifty-two cents, even though the sixty-one is around forty-three dollars and seventy-five cents. Now, pulling this from swing low, let's see. What do we have going on here? And for those that are watching the podcast, if you can, I mean, I don't even know if you can, but if you can leave a comment, let me know if you not being able to visually see these, but me, uh, you know, Trying to be as detailed as possible with the numbers. Let me know if that helps you in any way, shape, or form listening and trying to visualize what I'm talking about here. So what I'm doing now is a swing low on Litecoin from the lows of December 7th being $22.32 to January 8th. Once again, the highs of $40.80 on a day chart anyways. 
Very nice, very nice execution. So we had a swing low to a swing high, broke down. I'm talking about perfectly. Came down, tested 61. Now on the way down, we first met our test at the 50% retracement level. The Bulls did defend that. They did defend that on January 10th, uh, pushing us back up. But the Bears were able to uh, come back and grab momentum. The very next day, the Bears had it again. Once again, the Bulls did defend that 50% retracement level. The Bears were able to wick through. The next day, the Bulls tried it, and then the Bears finally um, exhausted the Bulls. And the very next day, we broke down to the 61% retracement level. Now, the very next day, the Bulls came back in full force with a double tweezer bottom, broke us back up, got knocked out, or was resisted around that 50% retracement level, as those that can see. Consolidated momentarily. We tried it. You can see the uh, green candlestick of January 19th where the Bulls tried it. Bears knocked us back down, but then that, that, that coming down and testing that 61% retracement level, that's what gave us that push. That's what gave the Bulls that momentum to come in and say, nope, we're going to the upside. Now, what happened this time was they came up and they were met with resistance around that 38% retracement level at $33.68. Once again, we broke back down. Came close to being around that 61% once again at $29, but we only broke down. What's that? That's $29.31. We broke down to $29.91 before climbing back up and using that 50% as very strong support over the last three days anyways. Over the last three days. And we're just now breaking the 38% on the uh, retracement level. So, right now we have gone from losing 61% of the profit that we made off the run to only losing a little under 38%. And we're gaining momentum. So, we could possibly see a retest of the $40 mark in the near future with uh, Litecoin. I'm uh, very, very, I ain't going to say very, but I'm bullish on Litecoin. I'm, I'm definitely expecting Litecoin to retest the, our uh, previous highs of at least $100. And that's from being of a, a low right now at $34. So, family, for those that were able to tune in and catch this um, replay on YouTube and also the New Money Matrix podcast, I definitely would love some feedback. Let me know if this was helpful in any way, shape, or form. Like I said, I didn't go into too much detail showing too many indicators or too many tools because, like I said, this is basic chart analysis. For those just starting off, I don't want to go and, you know what I mean, just lose anybody. So I want to try to make this as basic as possible. So if you can, please leave a comment. Share also if it was helpful. Um, hit the like button. And until the next video, until the next podcast, this is Amir, the Chicago crypto hustler, Bitcoin block bully. Peace, power, and prosperity, family. I am out of here.